on your face, in the dust, repent with ashes everywhere. Does that sound like a glorious time to you? On the one hand, no. No one would really look forward to being on their face, repenting in dust and ashes, having to admit that they're wrong. Who likes doing that? And yet, when we do that connected with a forgiving God, it is the best possible course of action. A powerful Bible verse is the one who trusts in Christ is never put to shame. And Job found all of that out one time as he repented in dust and ashes and was never sorry that he did so. This is the third week in our series on his life, and so you know how wealthy he was, the wealthiest man in the world. You know all the children he had, the upright, blameless, godly man that he was, and yet then you also know how he lost it all in, in almost no time flat. He was lonely, not just because he had lost everything, but because he had friends who mocked him and, and really verbally abused him, ridiculing him for being so low and for being such a liar and a cheater, and they were accusing him of things he had not, he had not done wrong. His wife also was angry and, and grieving and, and alienated from him. Job said powerful things of faith like, Naked I came, naked I will depart, may the name of the Lord be praised. I know that my Redeemer lives, and in the end he will stand upon the earth. Even though my flesh has been destroyed, yet I will see him, I and not another, how my heart yearns within me. And yet, in between those powerful statements of faith, he also said, I wish I were never born. And God, why, why are you not listening to me? Why did you allow this to happen? Why have I not died yet? People who are dead are luckier than me. Then, near the end, God spoke. He did not offer any explanations. He only spoke about who he was and who Job was. And really, he put Job in his place. Listen to a sampling of what God said to Job at this time. The Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man, and I will question you. You shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you, Job, journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with a flood of water? Do you send lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you, here we are? After all of that, and, and so much more really, Job chapters 38, 39, 40, and 41 are a long discourse of God saying things like that about what he knows, who he is, 
what Job does not know and what Job is not. After that, Job was humbled. And this is what Job had to say. Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, Who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely. I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job admitted, there is a God. I am not him. The Lord's wisdom is unmatched. He knows so many things I haven't even thought about. I feel very, very small and very, very humble. How could I have thought that I knew more than God? And how could I have thought that I would have done a better job of running the universe than God has done? So Job repented. He was sorry for his arrogance. And here's the thing. The one who trusts in Christ is never put to shame. God longs to forgive anyone who repents. When we repent, we actually draw near to God instead of staying away from him and separating ourselves from him like we do when we are arrogant. God forgave Job all of the guilt of his sin. God did not take the personal attacks personally and instead promised Job a savior named Jesus Christ. The same is true for you. You can be brave to repent in dust and ashes when you know that you have a God who, even though he is so powerful, he longs to forgive. He shed his blood for your reconciliation. It's okay to feel small. Have peace when you repent in dust and ashes because the one who trusts in Christ, fully disclosing sin and admitting it, is never put to shame.